0: Hello, and welcome to People of Note on Classic 1027. I'm Richard Cock, and every Sunday at this time, from six to eight, we talk to someone who is a person of note and listen to music of their choice. My guest in tonight's program is Kari Ulafir, who is a Spanish and flamenco dancer, and will be appearing in productions coming up, and I'll tell you about those in due course. But I think the first thing is to say uh, welcome to the program or whatever you say in Spanish. Benvenuto. Hola. Is that right?
1: (laughs) Hola Richard and thank you for having me.
0: (laughs) It's a great pleasure. I think I'm safe in saying that this is the first time since I've been doing this program which is seven years or so now that we've had a Spanish or flamenco dancer.
1: I feel very honored then. Thank you so much.
0: Are there lots of them?
1: Well in South Africa we're actually quite fortunate to have many, many flamenco studios and Spanish dance studios. And uh, I'm really proud to be a teaching member of the Spanish Dance Society, which started in South Africa 50 years ago and uh, today being taught in over 23 countries. So I'm very proud of, of flamenco and Spanish dancing in South Africa.
0: That's very interesting. I wonder why that is. Why is it so popular here?
1: Well, many years, uh, many years ago, we had uh, Mercedes Molina and uh, Dame Rhoda Rifkin, and they travelled overseas, and they were mostly ballet trained, and uh, they started training in Spanish, and they brought it from from Spain to South Africa, and. And I think, with dancers and audience alike, it is such a popular dance form. Be- everybody just loves the vibrance and the exciting castanets and the bright colours and the movement of the skirts and, uh, and the, the music. And is the exoticism—it
0: is quite exotic,
1: of course, of course. And uh, as dancers, we really try. Uh, flamenco dancers, we really try our hardest to keep it as traditional and as authentic as possible. And uh, that is the that is the trick and the hardest part to to keep it uh, true to tradition.
0: And you can tell, can you? When you see Spanish dancers, can you tell if they're authentic or not?
1: Of course we can. Is it of quite easy? Of course we can. It's very easy. And uh, uh, back in the day, we weren't exposed, uh, I wasn't spo- exposed to to the tradition of flamenco. So we all danced to the Gypsy Kings. And luckily, um, uh, as our knowledge grew and as we started Uh, Getting all the influence in from Spain and we we really started working working harder at the tradition
0: So is it safe to say that most of the Spanish and flamenco dancing in South Africa is now authentic
1: very much very much? So and uh, there's a camaraderie with the Spanish dancers in South Africa where we all try to learn from each other as well If anybody travels to Spain uh, We host uh, Courses and workshops and if there's any knowledge we we share and we really work hard together And uh, I think that's beautiful
0: You're quite a community.
1: Yes. Well, here's
0: some of the music, I guess, that you dance to. This is by Ruperto Chapi, El Tambur de Granaderos. That was music by Ruperto Chapi called El Tambur de Granaderos, the choice of Carly Ulafir, who's my guest in People of Note. She's a Spanish dancer and a flamenco dancer. Is there a subtle difference between Spanish and flamenco?
1: Yes, there is. as as I mentioned with Spanish dance society, uh, we are trained in in all the different genres of Spanish dancing. Whereas you have, um, Spanish is more a a, a a title as a whole, and we. Um, have classical Spanish dancing, Danza Estilizada, which is to the great composers and uh, the music such as El Tambor de Granaderos, where it's the castanets and it's very much a classical style. And as well, there's regional dancing. Each region in Spain, we are trained in a... Like Aragonese and Castilla. Yes, yes. And uh, then, of course, there's the flamenco component, which is just so vast and so big in its own right. So there is very much a difference between, I think, Spanish as a whole and flamenco as all the...
0: Is flamenco more a sort of a Moorish influence or Arab influence in the Very, dancing? Yes,
1: it, it definitely is, and um, the the influences I think from 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 Africa as well, and uh, it it truly really is uh, the vibrant part with all the 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 fans and the wrist calls and the flamenco singing, and uh, that influence really comes across from all types of cultures and
0: a particular style of dress also, or not?
1: I feel that. Uh, the, the fashion often changes with flamenco dancing, but the tradition is the, the strong frills at the bottom and the, the flamenco shawls and the roses and the hair. And uh, that is the picture we all have in our minds. Red of and black. Yes, of course. Yeah. Of course.
0: And I'm sure you and you have all these outfits too, red yes, and black.
1: Yes, we do. We do. We do. We have the classical, and of course, the regional outfits is 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 very different because it's danced in ballet shoes and sometimes with an apron or a or a headscarf. Uh, so the the different styles have got different costumes.
0: And. Talking of this in South Africa, are there lots of dance studios? I mean, you mentioned quite a lot of them around South Africa. Is there a particular area which is strong or is it just strong all around the country?
1: I think it's strong uh, all around the country. If I'm just thinking in Sasselburg, we three studios in a in, a, in, in Sasselburg, three studios teaching. And uh, we all came from the same, from the same teacher. You mean Sasselburg
0: uh, is the hub of yes, Spanish dancing yes. in South Africa?
1: <laughs> we would like to think so. <laughs> but in Johannesburg, um, fantastic teachers, and in in Pretoria, um, also amazing teachers and uh, Cape Town as well.
0: But it just goes to show that where there's an enthusiastic teacher, that's where things will grow. Absolutely, absolutely. And that's where you are. Three studios in Sasselberg. Who would have thought? Well, it's time for us to have another piece of music. We're going to hear music now by Paco Peña. This is from the Missa Flamenco Cordera de Dios. Well, you could hear from that music that that's slightly exotic That's a mass done in the flamenco style. And off air, you were going to say something about it.
1: What I love about this piece is uh, in this piece, Paco Pena brings together four percussionists and four flamenco guitarists, including himself, um, and uh, of course, the flamenco singers. And what I love about the piece is they have a British classical choir, the Academy of St. Martin's in the field. And I love the combination of the flamenco singing together with the classical choir.
0: What does flamenco mean?
1: Well, flamenco, in the sense, is just the, uh, the togetherness of the...
0: Does it mean flame, or is it another <laughs> word altogether? I'm
1: under correction, Richard. We're going to have to check up we'll and get back to, to, to you on this. <laughs> <Whoa. laughs> Might get slapped on the wrist for you this. You will. Hey? <laughs>
0: I'm, I'm going to report this to the <laughs> Flamenco Dance Society. But it's It's sort of... Uh, it's the style of flamenco is very outgoing, would you say, or not? Is it more internalized?
1: It's very expressive, and uh, you have different styles in flamenco dancing. For for instance, uh, there's a, a certain style and rhythm, Soliaris, which means solitude, which is very much dance within yourself, and it's very deep and into the floor, and. Um, and, of course, then you will have a style which is bolerias, which is very, very vibrant, and it means to mock or to joke. And uh, one of the pieces I chose today as well is, a, is in the style of a bolerias. And, uh, for example, alegrias, alegrias means joy. So that really is the different styles within flamenco you can express so many emotions. And,
0: and can it be done singly? with two dancers or with a whole group of dancers? Or is oh, it always is, one or two? No,
1: that is absolutely a choreographer's choice. What I find in in, in Spain, uh, they really do focus on, on, on soloists and uh, you have your... Um, your your dances with you, but uh, that passion of that one dance on stage is very true to the tablao shows that you would see. But then you also have, uh, for instance, the Ballet Nacional de España, which is a, a very, very big company, uh, doing big classical pieces and uh, the patterning is very big. So I really do think it, it caters to both.
0: Now, you mentioned this piece, Sevilla por Bolerias, yeah, by Sevilla Paco Montalvo. Uh, just tell us a bit about this piece.
1: I try to, to travel to Spain as often as possible, and I uh, attend the Festival de Jerez in Jerez de la Frontera, which is a, a wonderful festival where you have master classes during the day, and uh, you would have theater productions at night, and then of course, go to the small little restaurants and, and watch the tableau shows. And I came across this piece, and it's a violin piece, and it's in the Bolloria style, which means to, to mock or to joke. And you can truly hear this in this piece
0: beautiful Spanish men also, oh,
1: Yes, definitely. you like too
0: much Spanish men.
1: Uh, no, I'd say I love the dancing, if my husband is listening.
0: <laughs> Mr. Oliver.
1: Mr. Oliver, yes.
0: Uh, is he supportive?
1: He's very supportive, I think. The only way that one could be a successful dancer and teacher is to have a good support system and uh, constantly looking after our little five-year-old and uh, I think he's uh, very often uh, the the daddy daycare, but he's really so supportive in every sense of the way.
0: That's fantastic. And when you say you've got a studio in Susselburg, how many students do you have?
1: I have about 105 students, wow. um, ranging from all ages, from little five-year-olds. And um, not taking it too seriously at that age, just trying to really uh, create the love of, of Spanish dancing. But then we have up to two adults and we have adult open classes and, uh, of course, the professional level with uh, the major, major dance.
0: And now tell me how you got into it.
1: I started with ballet at the age of four. and. Uh, Many years later, my sister started with Spanish dancing and I I fell in love with the skirts and I fell in love with the castanets. And uh, I started with Spanish dancing and we were fortunate to have these brilliant teachers in Sasselberg. They were married, uh, Rosemary and Bart Simon. Uh, one taught the ballet and uh, Rosemary taught the Spanish. And uh, from there on, that was the only thing I ever wanted to do. And I uh, started uh, after I qualified in all my examinations, I started with my instructor de ballet in, in Johannesburg under the tutelage of Dame Luisa Cortes. And uh, I did my professor de baile, and uh, yeah, i so say the rest is history.
0: So you can qualify here in South Africa as a real high-quality yes, Spanish dance
1: internationally-recognized yeah. qualification, uh, ranging from all ages, from, from the little ones up to... Up to professionals but as
0: you said you you go to spain a lot do you
1: i try to i try to as 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 often as i possibly could and uh, spanish dancing and flamenco it for me personally it feels like it's ever-changing there's there's constantly young young dancers keeping to tradition but really pushing the boundaries and uh, for us this dance is trying to keep up with that and as it's not it's not our heritage it's we have to work extra hard to make sure that we're up to date and, and not only get up to date with uh, with uh, with current trends but also to, to delve into the tradition. I think that balance is very important.
0: Now I'm quite interested to know and we're going to listen to the next piece and then you can tell me if if... Uh, flamenco dancing and a lot of the influences on Spanish dancing came from Moors and from Africa. Whether there are similar traditions in North Africa? Let's listen to the next piece, which is Andalusia Dancing Horses, uh, and it's a piece called Carousel. That was Carousel, Andalusian dancing horses. I can't imagine what that is. Does it, what is it?
1: This music is from from the Lipizanes and uh, the oh. studio that we work at in Jerez is very close to to the arena of of these horses. And uh, a funny story: one of my friends, um, uh, to, with one of our trips, she snuck out of her flamenco class and to go see the horses. and uh, uh, she introduced me to this piece of music, and uh, I just love it. I choreographed one hundred and six students to this with castanets; it was very interesting.
0: Of course, because I forget that the Lipizzanas, of course, were from the Spanish riding school. Um, I always associate them with Vienna now, but but actually they're Spanish. Yes, that's very true. Yeah, that's interesting. I'd I'd forgotten that fact, and and of course um, we just we mentioned there about African traditions, and I'm sure there. Many African influences on flamenco and Spanish dancing, as there are uh, in Spanish music, because of course the Arabs ruled Spain for quite a long time for about seven hundred years or something. they ruled a lot of Spain until they were eventually forced out uh, so I mean the history of Spain is a very interesting cross cultural history
1: yes uh, for sure and uh, uh, one of the companies in South Africa, they really uh, delved into the history and the connection with African and, and, and Spanish dancing and uh, had a beautiful show with uh, African singers and guitarists. And uh, it's, it's, a, it's a great uh, genre to, to yeah. really dig into.
0: But now talking of shows, you've got some shows coming up at the end of August. You've got uh, on Friday, the 31st of August, you've got a show at the Four Seasons Hotel with James Grace.
1: Yes, that's correct. With James Grace and uh, Sadiq Khan as well, flamenco guitarist. Really looking forward to that. I'll be uh, the dancer together with James. Uh, We will be doing a few uh, pieces from from the actual show, Recuerdos, and uh, we're really looking forward to that.
0: And then at the end of September, you've got a sort of more fully fledged show.
1: Yes, this, re- this show really has gone from strength to strength. Uh, we started uh, with Recuerdos. I'm sure you're very familiar with Hermann van Niekerk, uh, from the Itin Rousseau Theatre in Sasselburg. And Herman introduced uh, uh, James and I via email and said he wanted this the show to have an uh, all-Spanish uh, classical program and, and combine the dances. And so I phoned up James and we started... Uh, thinking how we could make the show work and uh, he sent me a few of his CDs and uh, we chose a few pieces and started started working on those. So our very first show was at the Etienne Rousseau Theatre And uh, from there on, it. But now you're
0: moving to the big city.
1: We are moving to the big city.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And we'll talk more about this later in the program. 26th to the 30th of September at the Peter Turin Theater at Monte Cassino. And then on Friday, the 31st of August, at the Four Seasons Hotel in Johannesburg, combined with a very delicious dinner. That's my friend and colleague, Carly Ulefier, who is a Spanish and flamenco dancer. And her next choice is by... Nobuo Uematsu called Vamos a la Flamenca. Always exciting, Spanish music. And what is very interesting about Spanish music is that a lot of non-Spanish composers were amongst some of the best writers of Spanish music. I'm thinking of Bizet, Rimsky-Korsakov, Tchaikovsky. All of them wrote Spanish music. So even in days long gone by, Spanish music gripped musicians a very interesting fact that and Spanish composers really only came up during the twentieth century
1: that is what I love about the the classical danzas y lazarda pieces it's just it really is so big and it's everything i 'm about the castellates and the I love music with um, with great light and shade and a great big ending and, and vigor lots yes, of
0: vigor yes. yeah and drama
1: for me that is al- yeah, always you, the most exciting if
0: you think of Carmen. By Bizet, also. It's very dramatic from beginning to end. Yes. It's never without tension and drama.
1: That is what Flamenco and Spanish dancing is all about. Is it? From from my point of view.
0: And it's very intense. Or not always. No,
1: it It looks very intense. Most of the time, it is very, very intense. And as I said, with the different styles and the different emotions that you can express, you can really, really dig deep.
0: And when you go to Spain, maybe to, to fill up your tanks with new ideas, what do you find there? Are people there still just as enthusiastic about this national dance form?
1: Oh, definitely. They're very proud. They're very proud. And uh, uh, we mostly travel to, to if we say, flamenco country. I love going to Sevilla. I love going to Jerez, And uh, that is Je flamenco everywhere. Um, many shows, good and bad. Um uh, could be sometimes very commercial, but uh, if you know the the perfect spots uh, You can really see some amazing shows. They truly are very very proud of the of their flamenco and Spanish dance So
0: there's a sort of classical flamenco tradition and then there's the commercial and the commercial puts on big shows and I think, tourists so. and I so. think yeah. mostly
1: with 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 most things in life uh, you will find the more touristy uh, touristy shows and um, and the more traditional, small little uh, little restaurants where you really find the the good traditional flamenco. Is
0: it put on like an entertainment in a restaurant?
1: It, uh, it, it mostly uh, you would have your dinner, and uh, this flamenco dancer would just pop up and uh, have a guitarist and uh, have a few have a few items, and then later during the evening, it just happens again. And it's um, I've really had moments where I never expected this, these dancers to appear, and you just, of course, I'm in heaven. Every time uh, that happens,
0: and you get good food at the same time.
1: Oh, absolutely! Tapas is just the way to go.
0: <laughs> so you you live the whole Spanish life, do you?
1: I try. I love it. I just love it. So of course, and uh, when we travel to Spain, I said um, if I if I have a tour with a group with me, uh, there's no way that we we dine at restaurants that's not traditional and uh, not Spanish, and so we really have to go into it properly. Ham. Hey?
0: Your next choice is. Uh, Sabicas. I presume that's the player. Yes, that is. Uh, Sabicas mm. playing a piece called Faruca. Faruca. That was a flamenco guitarist called Sabicas playing a piece called Faruca. And that's the choice of Kali Ulafir, who's my guest in People of Note tonight. She's uh, a well known Spanish and flamenco dancer who comes from Sasselberg, where if you were listening early you would have heard that there are three Spanish dance studios in Sasselberg, and I think that's quite exciting. And they're all coming to, well, not all of them, but uh, Carly is coming to Joburg on Friday, the 31st of August at the Four Seasons Hotel, and then from the 26th to the 30th of September at the Peter Turin Theater in Monte Cassino. So your relationship with James Grace, your musical relationship, is quite a recent thing.
1: It's for the past three years, yeah. uh, as I mentioned, uh, we uh, had, man, introduced us. And uh, from the very first show, I really, on an artistic level, we, we clicked. The After he sent me CDs and I st- we st- chose our pieces and started working together, the day we met was the day of our... Uh, one of our first and only rehearsals and we had our production on the next day, which really was a huge success. And, uh, and always a great thank you to Hadman for introducing us. And it was, uh, the risk. And I think it paid off. And, uh, from there on, we traveled to the Brooklyn Theater twice. And, uh, later on, we started introducing, uh, Ilza Moore, which is the underwater photographer to our program. And I think from there on, it really just the show crew and it is now, uh, such a, such a vibrant multimedia collaboration and uh, from there on we went to Theatre on the Bay and we had a very successful run um, in Camps Bay and uh, from there on yes, Winter Casino was next.
0: Is it very different performing with live music?
1: I wish that was the only way we could ever perform. You really have to listen and you really have to feel and and as a dancer it really comes across to the audience as well that that chemistry on stage is just is just absolutely amazing
0: well there you are so don't forget you can see some of these shows do you have a website
1: uh james and ilza they have their websites and mostly today we we work on um on social media we're on facebook with uh recuerdos monti and uh, uh both of us james grace has got his facebook page and uh Bill Underwater Photographer, and uh, Carly Spanish Dance Productions. So all three of us, we really work hard together to on social media to really advertise.
0: And it's C-A-R-L-I, That's correct. Carly Spanish Dancer. That's correct. There you are. You can find the information there. You're listening to People of Note on Classic 1027. My guest tonight is Carly Ulafir. And when we come back after our next piece, uh, we'll be in the second hour, but we're going to hear the fire dance now by Bill Whelan. And welcome back to People of Note on Classic 1027. My guest tonight is Carly Ulafir, who is a Spanish and flamenco dancer. And there are a couple of shows coming up uh, later this month and then in September. And just keep your pencils handy because I can tell you about those. Have you ever danced with a full orchestra?
1: Not uh, not yet. But I can, I I can feel it, it coming it on. It is coming. Yeah. I'm putting it out there, and I'm sure it's coming my way.
0: Uh, because, funnily enough, just looking at your next choice, this is a piece that I've played with orchestras both here and in Grahamstown and Natal, uh, La Boda de Luis Alonso. It's a fabulous piece. I love playing it with the orchestra. And I just think, with the color and so on, that uh, something like Last Night of the Proms could be a good place to do some Spanish dance.
1: Uh, one of uh, I think if we could say a, a bucket list is uh, uh i've i 've heard a version to 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 Louis Alonso that uh, uh, the lady is um, luther Tena and she is considered the great introducer of uh, castanets as an orchestral instrument and uh that I just love having the full orchestra with 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 in front of the audience uh, at the orchestra and just playing those castanets and uh the rhythms and light and shade that she gets out of that pair of castanets is just amazing. I mean, it's worth a watch on YouTube. It's a uh, Lucera Tena.
0: And funny enough, um, Alan Stevenson, a Cape Town composer, has actually written a concerto for castanets and orchestra. Uh, it's quite interesting. That is uh, we play it here on Classic 1027 from time to time. But let's listen now to this lovely piece by Geronimo Jimenez called La Boda de Luis Alonso. La Boda de Luis Alonso by Jimenez, famous Spanish composer, and the choice of Carly Ulafir, who's my guest in People of Note. Do you travel around South Africa doing things, or do you really, I know your home base is Sasselberg, but do you travel a lot or not?
1: Uh, Mostly I spend my time in in Sasselberg uh, running the studio. Um, that is basically the full- time job, and uh, of course, if we have our productions and shows, uh, that is when we travel or um,
0: And when you say we,
1: I have my beautiful company. Um, these girls really are so hardworking, all of them daytime jobs and or uh, full- time students, so we mostly work at night, and uh, they're so dedicated and really really wonderful, grounded young ladies and um, so most of the time, if I travel, I travel with them.
0: And how many are there?
1: Uh, for Recuerdos, at this stage, we are six. We're a cast of six.
0: And Recuerdos, that's the title of your show with James Grace, means uh, remembrances yes, or memories. or yeah. memories
1: of the Alhambra palace in, in, in Granada. Yeah. Yes.
0: Have you been to some of these places like Alhambra?
1: Yes, I have. I'm fortunate enough to have had uh, uh, a tour to, to the palace, yeah. and that is... Something that you cannot describe, and uh, I, it, it's it's so special when you actually then work on a piece and actually have been there is is very special.
0: Yeah, uh, the only place I've been to in Spain is uh, Santiago de Compostela. I came by sea, so I just went in and out. Wonderful. But I've but it's a it's a wonderful place to explore, yes. I think, and a lot of Spain, uh, so I'm told, it gives a feeling of South Africa too, like the Karoo, with the 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 flatness. Yeah. Well, Mountains uh, as well.
1: Yes, it is. It's just all of it. For me, it's just absolutely beautiful. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Nothing wrong with Spain. Nothing. Not at all. Now, we're going to hear James Grace next because we've talked about him several times and he's your sort of partner for uh, live shows. This piece is called Asturios Lerenda by Isaac Albéniz. That was James Grace playing the guitar music by Isaac Albéniz. Asturias Leyenda, it's called, and James Grace appears with Kali Ulafir in the events coming up uh, in the near future. And one of the covers of his CDs, you mentioned earlier the underwater photographer, and one of the covers of his CDs has him Underwater, I think, with his guitar.
1: That's correct. Uh, we we had rehearsals, and of course, uh, James also know uh, knows Ilza now very well, as she is um, the third part of our collaboration. She's the underwater photographer. She's the underwater photographer, and uh, so we got talking, and he said he's releasing his new album Chilled, and I think it was so fitting to have the underwater shoot together with his album cover, and it um, it truly came out came out very 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 interesting. But now tell
0: us about this underwater f- photography. I mean it sounds quite bizarre really.
1: It was such a special um, and interesting experience for us as dancers to work. Um, uh, for. She, she's got a, she has a custom-made tank and uh, we had to get dressed. We had a full day of training because of course it's not natural to be in full costume and makeup and uh, head pieces and to go under the water and uh, you just have to take a breath. And... Go underwater and try to look as graceful as possible and uh, but Ilsa really is uh, such a great director and uh, really guided us so well and I think um, as dancers we uh, the bodies are trained to work well and uh, working underwater for me was a bit of an improvisation because you never know where the water's going to take you if it's going to flip you or perhaps the shawl will be in front of you or um, when are you floating up and you just have to take that and convert that if I can say it like that into into a movement um, perhaps we can literally say you have to go with the flow
0: (laughs) (laughs) No, because everything works much slower of course when you're in water things don't move quickly yes but
1: and and as a teacher i actually teach my students to whenever you are dancing you have to dance as if you are Working in water where you have to have resistance, it gives your movement such quality, so it really was such a uh, it came to it was a very so revealing amazing.
0: exercise yes yeah. yes. and it,
1: it, it is, uh, we, we we shot for about three days and we had uh, she was in the tank with us doing um, uh, taking still portraits which uh, uh, you mean the photographer yes, in the tank she's as well in the tank with us, and uh, she t- she took these these portraits and which is also on exhibition in the foyer. Um, at Monte Cassino during during our show and uh, actually while the show is running if it's not the dancing we have these underwater visuals projected um, on the cyclorama at the back so it really feels like you're inside the tank with the dancers Um, that is magical just the combination of dance and guitar and the visuals. It sounds
0: amazing well here's your next choice now this is by David Peña Dorantes it's called Orobroi that was called Orobroi by David Peña Dorantes, the choice of Carly Ulafir, who's my guest in People of Note. Carly, I'm beginning to get the picture now that uh, Sasselberg is the sort of center of Spanish and flamenco in South Africa. It's also the center of underwater photography by the sound of it.
1: Sasselberg is the hub of it's creativity. Happening. Everybody must come to Sasselberg and... Uh yeah, and of course we've got the beautiful theatre as well. That's so actually that's never an exciting thing Sasselberg. because
0: for for some years it was sort of in decay, but Herman has really brought it back to life. Yes, now.
1: he's doing a fantastic job at the theatre, and I mean, with Cecil renovating, uh, ERT as 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 a local uh, a, a choreographer and dancer, we we have everything at our fingertips. Brilliant um, lighting, and and he really has a very good team working with him. Um, with uh, lighting design and he's sound engineers and they're very professional. And uh, how lucky are we to to be able to have how our children dance in the theatre from a very young age? I think that is so important to train them well. These these students they work with stage managers and they work with uh, proper theatre etiquette. Yeah, they and learn theatre craft, yes, which is yes. so
0: important. Mm. Yeah, well, that's fantastic. So it's it's the centre of theatre life in South Africa too.
1: Absolutely, it's
0: all happening in Zasselburg. <laughs> I think it's wonderful. Have you always lived there?
1: Yes, all my life. I, uh, as I said, I started my training, and I was sixteen years old. And I said to my parents, um, "I want to do my first production." And uh, I don't know, nobody stopped me. And I, we hired the theatre, and I got a group of dancers together, and it was very theatrical and um, yes i had my very first own production at, at the age of 16 and uh, I, I didn't know a thing <laughs> so, but you learned um, fast and we learned i think it's amazing the the more we learn the more we realize how little we know <laughs> ah, but, but it was go, fantastic one, and that's where the love for theater yeah, just and
0: one goes on learning of course all the always, time yeah. always always which is so exciting me too you know uh uh, in music, we learn all the time by doing new works, working with new yes, people and so yes. on. It's very exciting. It keeps so, us young.
1: And I'm so grateful to to have had parents that uh, that supported that and uh, uh, exposed me to, to classical music and that really, um, today, I realize the, uh, how important that was for me as a dancer and the development of, of my career.
0: Well, that's great. Intentalo encontrar is the name of the next piece with vocals by Mate Martin.
1: I just adore this piece, Intentalo encontrar, and uh, the the name of the album is Gerencia And why I I am just in love with this word. Uh, it actually derives from bullfighting, and uh, it's to be said that. Uh, Carenthia is when a bull enters the ring and it 's a place in the ring where he naturally wants to go a place where he feels um, uh, strong and safe and uh, from a From a matador 's perspective, as long as the bull is enraged and reactive uh, the bull, the matador is in charge but once the once the bull is calm and reaches his state of carethia, he gathers his strength and he loses his fear. And uh for me as a dancer I think it is uh there's such a connection for for, for us on stage uh, uh we also want carinthia we want that place where we are safe and where we can we can tap into into that uh secure state of mind and I, I just love the the word carinthia.
0: It's interesting that you mentioned bullfighting cuz in a way that's like choreography isn't it?
1: Very much so. Very much so. the in 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 the way that the matador moves is um it is a dance, it's a dance, and it funny is. enough,
0: they're dressed like dancers in a way
1: yes yeah. and uh um I actually have uh, a few boys dancing um one of my for some of my young dancers, and i have I have them dressed in these full matador outfits, and they just look so amazing
0: they love going around in their matador outfits, dear?
1: Well, I'm not sure if they're going to love us when they're 21 years old, but <laughs> for now they have no say. We have to dress but them up. But as long as you
0: have visual records of all these things.
1: We are keeping them all.
0: <laughs> now, when you said you had your first show at 16, did, did someone record it?
1: Uh, yes, we do have a recording. I have the only copy, and uh, nobody will it's, ever find that. It's locked in a safe, that. is it? It's locked in a safe. Luckily, it's still on video, so none of my young dancers will ever be able to see it.
0: <laughs> but it's amazing. It's a whole journey that you've made on your own, really. You've, you've made your life where you want it to be.
1: I think uh, my love for, for, for choreography, my love for dancing... Um, since I was a very young child and and sort of in my own way, just trying to make it and trying to do it. And uh, and uh, luckily in life, opportunities come your way and have to help work hard.
0: And do you have advice for young people who are interested, you know, as you were? Is it just as easy to do that now or is it more difficult now?
1: I think um, it will always have its challenges, but you can never get any any person, any dancer, down if they work hard and if they dedicate it and if they, have, if they have discipline, I think that is the most and important. And passion. Because um, you will get knocked down quite a few times. And I think as well, learn as much as you can, as often as you can. That is definitely the key.
0: Another piece now by David Peña Dorantes. This is called Abuela Perata. Abuela Perata by David Pena Dorantes, and he was playing the piano. Also, that's the choice of Kali Ulafir. Kali, when you're not dancing uh, and preparing and floating underwater, how do you relax, and what do you do when you're not dancing?
1: My favorite place on earth is is being home. Uh, it's it's so fantastic exciting to travel and to work on these shows because my life is very busy and it's always constantly people around me so that when i'm not dancing not teaching not not having show i i love going home and have a good old south african braai and uh relaxing with my family that is just the ultimate and uh yeah as uh, one of my friends mentioned it's uh, we always brainstorm it's other, I don't think we ever stop.
0: Brainstorming about new shows, new, new ideas. New Where
1: can we go in the future? It's just a uh, it's, it's it's a switch that just you can't you can't switch it off. It's uh, it's always there trying to be creative.
0: Yeah, and your your hobby and your life and your work are all one.
1: Really? All in one and I and there's no such thing in my life as Sunday night blues. I love going to work and I I come home really energized and I I, I love surrounding myself with with energetic, vibrant people. Um, I refuse to to work with negative people. Oh, and uh, the dancers, I really try to, to educate them that uh, we are a bunch of ladies always working together and we can work well together and we can get along. And uh, uh, there can always be that... Uh, Uh, A great camaraderie between all of us. And uh, that's why I just love my job. It's always, always amazing to go to work.
0: Somber Day is not such a good choice, which is your next piece. Well,
1: Somber Day is just a beautiful piece that I love listening to. I love uh, uh, using this piece of music for long, lengthy warm ups. So uh, if Somber Day is a rainy day, then I'll be happy. I love rainy days, but. uh
0: Somber Day a warm-up piece for Kali Ulafir, my guest in People of Note. And I guess with the energy that you put into your dancing, warm-ups are an important part of it.
1: Yes, it's vital. And I, I, it's also, together with warm-ups, it's, a, it's it's so crucial for our technique as well. Um, when when students in my company arrive for class, we've got so much to do. Um, so I really, we work hard at, 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 at warming up and at, at work on the technique a little bit again, and then we get get cracking on the choreography it's a it's fast paced and, and really some intense classes
0: and the choreography is is it workshop do you do it sort of on the floor or do you write it down somehow
1: I think uh, you never know when inspiration is going to hit. Sometimes I, I, I hear a piece of music, I see the colour, I see immediately see if I want a big group or if I want a smaller group. Um, I love uh, cho- to do choreography with a group in front of me that you always know what is working. Um, cause sometimes in your mind you have this idea, but um, uh, it, on the floor it's not always practical. So I, I, I prefer to have uh, my idea, but to do my choreography with my dancers in front of me. But it's
0: always led by the music.
1: Always, always led by the music and the feel. And as I say, the, uh, I hear the music and I see the color. That is just a uh, Well, and unfortunately,
0: life is relatively short. La Vida Breve. This is by Manuel de Faya. La Vida Breve by Manuel de Faya, Very archetypical Spanish composer. Well, we've almost finished the program, so I just want to remind you of what's coming up from on Friday the 31st of August at the Four Seasons Hotel, that used to be the Westcliff Hotel, at 7 p.m. there's a dinner and a show with James Grace and if you want to book for that you could go onto the Four Seasons website. And on the 26th to the 30th of September at the Peter Turin Monte Cassino there's another show called Recuerdos that features Carly, my guest on People of Note, James Grace, who's been on this program before, and your dance.
1: Yes, my um, dances. my company dancers, and uh, of course Ilse Moore, the underwater photographer.
0: Is that part of the the show? That's going to yes, be projected. It's projected.
1: projected. Yes, a... Yeah. Uh, at the cyclorama at the back. And it's and
0: using it's, your dancers.
1: It's using my dancers. So so it's um, almost as if of, it's
0: part of the live yes, show. Yeah,
1: some of the pieces, it's James playing, and um, there's no dancers on stage, only visuals. Um, so it's, a, it's so well balanced between the dancing, the guitar, and the visuals.
0: So there you are, something very exciting coming up at the Peter Turin Theatre in Monte Cassino, and I hope that many of you can get to it. And what we're going to do is we're going to play out with James Grace because he's obviously uh, an integral part of the show with the shows called Recuerdos, which means remembrances or memories. It's a famous piece, Recuerdos de la Alhambra, Memories of the Alhambra by the Spanish composer Tariga. And here it is played by James Grace. That was Recuerdos de la Alhambra by the Spanish composer Targa, played by James Grace. And the final choice of Carly Ulafir, who's been my guest in People of Note. She's a Spanish dancer and a flamenco dancer. And as we mentioned, you can see her in action in Johannesburg, making a rare appearance outside Sasselberg. And I want to thank you for coming into the program. It's been lovely to have you on the program.
1: Richard, thank you so much. I've really had a fabulous time, and it's uh, so easy um, with you in the studio, and thank you so much. Um, it's I a really great enjoy pleasure. it all.
0: And just to give those websites again where they can find you.
1: Uh, it's the, the website is uh, James Grace, um, and then also Ilzamua Underwater Photography, and we also have our Facebook page uh, for Recuerdos at Monte, and um, also on Instagram. And, of course, uh, Carly Spanish Dance Productions on Facebook.
0: There you go. Lots of places you can go and look for information. And just a reminder, I'll be back with you with full works each weekday evening from 8 to 11. And don't forget, Starlight Classics is coming up also in about a month's time. And if you want to come on the Saturday, you can book through my office, o Or on the Sunday, you go to the Classic FM website, classic one zero two seven website. So there we are. That's it for another Sunday. Thanks for listening and until next time from all of us here at Classic 1027, we wish you a very good night.